0: Big
1: blues, big blues, big blues. Ah, it's that time of year again. The anticipation, the excitement, the celebrations, the heartbreak, the passages of brilliance and the moments of incompetence that leave you shaking your head. No, I'm not talking about the return of the AFL, but the return of the Big Footy Blues podcast. Welcome to episode one for 2015. I'm ODN and I'm getting the band back together. Once a podcast legend with a golden voice and contemporary hairstyle, I'll now try anything I can to stay relevant to no avail. I'm the Paul McCartney of the group. Joining me on stage once more that we have settled our creative differences and respective lawsuits, please welcome. He's a creative genius who marches to the beat of his own drums and after having jointly taken out the Big Footy Blues Poster of the Year Award for 2014, is now charging us an exorbitant appearance fee. It's our Ringo Star, Shandog.
0: (laughs) Thanks, mate. G'day, ODN. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> completely oblivious to anyone but each other and known for outrageous diva demands and looking at things through rose-coloured glasses in a sassy attitude. It's John Lennon and Yoko, oh, no, you did it, HBF <gasps> and maybe. You,
2: you're nice. not Yoko HBF. I'm not Yoko.
1: <laughs> Welcome
3: back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here with you
2: guys and Yoko.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> all right. Oh, we, 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 we started with a bang this year.
0: Blues new.
1: Folks, just just discuss this as I say it. Um, we've just heard today that Shane Rogers has quit the club. Um, there were rumours that he was going to lose his job at the end of the year, so he's left early. Um, not happy having to report to Steve Silvani is the word. I don't know how much of this is true. I don't think. I don't know if there's been an official announcement. Uh, uh, it was in uh, one of the media publications. But uh, what do we think?
0: I'd love to know what the uh, the real story is because it's it's quite disappointing. Everyone, uh, well, a lot of people. Had talked up how well Shane Rogers has done over the last couple of years and how good his draft picks are looking and, and seemed like we're getting some stability in, in the recruiting department and everything. So it's really disappointing that, um, that he's walked out. If it is, if it is the sort of him having to report to SOS now, um, you know, if you add that to the fact that we'll trying to poach the Hawthorne recruiter as well, you can kind of understand him not being too happy in his job. I just, yeah, it, it really sucks. I'm not sure what to think of it all.
2: Yeah, I'm a bit sad about it, to be honest. I thought he was doing a really good job. I like the, I mean, obviously I was a little bit in shock at some of his moves during trade week, but now looking back on it, I think he made all the right calls from what we can tell so far. Um, he, I think a few months ago he tried, he was going to quit and then he signed up to a three year deal. So I just think the whole thing's a little bit murky. Obviously only people within the club know the full story, whether he was offered a nice, Pay out to jump or whatever happened there but yeah it's a little bit strange and if it's just sauce that's going to be taking on all of his role as well i can't help but feel like we're back to being under resourced in that space as well because remember we bought sauce on to give us more resources or that was the you know yeah. they we're going to split some of the roles between a few more people and now we're sort of back to square one so i'm interested to see how it will all play out but i am sad to see him go
1: um, given SOS is a friend of um, our president. Um, does it, um, it opens up opens us up to attack about being a
0: boys' club again?
2: Oh, what a surprise! That's new.
0: <laughs> I've never heard that label once attributed to Carlton. I don't know what you're talking about. No, but I mean, I, I think in a way,
1: um, the speculation is um, it, it might unfairly hurt Sylvani as well. I'm sure he could have um, coexisted with Rogers as uh, head recruiter and the list manager. Um, and and their two roles didn't need to, um, you know, become intertwined in any way. But we we don't know what sort of lobbying is going on behind the st- uh, the scenes, and whether this was the plan all along. But um, look, I've got to say that EMLO uh, and um, and Trigger have um, have been making a lot of pretty decent noises, and seem to be on a pretty good track. So I don't know. Like we had faith in Rogers, do we have faith in these two that the the decisions that are being made are the right ones?
3: Yeah, look, I I think Trick's a pretty good footy person and I don't think, you know, he would have just let, you know, Rogers walk out the door. So yeah, look, it's a shame to lose a good football person like him, but you know, I'm sure the club, I I suppose, know what, know what they're doing. So let's see what happens whether Soss does it all himself.
1: Um, our 2015 slogan, uh, one club, one tribe, one love, um, is it partially redundant given the Rogers news? Uh, we no longer one club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's just
1: stupid. Yeah, sort of bad timing, isn't it? Um, although it's better than – I noticed we're running a five-in-five five drive at the moment, um, 5,000 new members in five weeks.
2: And have and- you seen Jammery's in charge this week, so they've called it Pump Up the Jam?
1: I was going to ask I saw that coming, I saw that come in my email I was hoping that wasn't the actual slogan for the for the whole campaign. It's just uh, well Jamie's
2: taking care of it this week so he's flogging uh, it on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Yep.
2: cuz you know the song. Don't you? like the song that that tagline. Yes. Yeah. For those of you playing at home it's a song and it's terrible. Um so I don't know if each week they swap who's who's pushing it and then each week they'll have a slogan for it but so far it's it's not great maybe they could get
3: um dylan buckley next
1: week maybe the buck stops with me or something like that
3: oh see i'd I'd
2: try an extra membership if bucks is doing it (laughs)
1: there you go well it's not a bad initiative to get the players involved so on a you know on a sort of individual level like that and um we've got to try something didn't we get a um did we get a new membership person in this year I know. Somebody in charge of memberships. I saw. I thought I recalled something at the end of last uh, so year.
2: Collingwood. I think they used to work at Collingwood. Is that true, or is that something that I picked up from the banter thread?
1: I'm not but, sure. I know. I know we got a new sponsorship person in last week um, as well. So corporate sponsorship person. So I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting
2: my wires crossed there. I know they've got a new um, sort of incentive program to increase the membership base. So for every member that you recruit this year from now onwards you get a, a percentage off the cost of your 2016 membership, which I think is a good initiative.
1: Yeah, yeah, 10, 10% for every person you, um, you introduce, introduce, I believe. So Yeah,
2: up to a maximum of yeah. 50%. So that's a pretty decent discount.
0: Yeah, it's mm. not a bad... Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I wonder if any other clubs are doing this, or if we've actually come up with something new. That I sounds pretty good. I not
2: anyone else, but I know that um, the Melbourne Rebels do it, and they share headquarters, so maybe they've been, like, having chats.
0: Oh, yeah, fair enough, then. Um,
1: Our injury list at the moment. Um, Obviously, Matthew Cruiser was the uh, the big news. Um, His foot's not right. He's uh, got a fracture in it again. Um, Been going around in a moon boot and supposedly having about six weeks off. But um, you you start to wonder about those. uh, You know, last year when he did it, uh, he ended up missing the rest of the season. So. Um, it's a massive concern because he was going to be like a new recruit for us this year and uh, a real point of difference um, uh, to our last season so uh, big concerns
3: because he's done a full pre-season you know hopefully that holds him up till you know he gets the moon boot off Um, hopefully he doesn't miss too much of the year maybe you know the first month or something but yeah you're right it's obviously a concern that this foot is still giving him problems
1: Yeah, uh, we're also going to start the season without andrew walker um, he's he's had a i can't believe he was photographed in a hospital we're going into knee surgery of some sort and he'll be out for at least six weeks and um cameron giles um is that another foot injury or the same foot or same, same, same one
2: he's, he's gotten his moon boot off so now he's obviously got to work on i guess strength and conditioning because he's he put a photo of his calf up on instagram and it's wasted away to nothing.
1: Yeah, he's listed as uh, indefinite. So, uh, gee, it's a shame that he's never been able to get on the park. So, um, apart from that, it's all sort of two, three week injuries. Mark Murphy's uh, calf injury uh, should be right to go at this stage.
2: Two to three weeks is a different two to three weeks that I, as I would define it.
1: We're sort of, our, our light years are different to everybody else. We sort of – our, our, our timing is like in a in a cryogenic chamber or something, so we're, it's – We've got Mars time.
0: Yeah. they our sponsor.
2: <laughs> but it is exciting that Sam Rowe gets to step up this week. Rowe! And I don't know if Murph would have played this week anyway, but now Rowe gets to captain.
0: So stoked. That is awesome.
1: Uh, we, with that, uh, we'll launch straight into pre-game pep talk.
0: Game pep talk.
1: So um, our first Nab Challenge match um, comes up this week. Um, it's uh, Friday afternoon in 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 WA in Mandurah. Um, Mick Mouldhouse staying behind to be with his wife who is having surgery. Rob Wiley will coach the uh, the Carlton team. Uh, as we as we talked about, Murphy's out, um, out with a bit of calf tightness, and uh, Sam Rowe will be captaining the side. Um, likes of uh, Gibbs, Henderson, Judd, Thomas and Jamison will be resting. So it's a, it's a pretty young side going into the moment. We've got a squad of 29. Draftees, Blaine Bocost, Dylan Viejo-Rainbow, Clem Smith uh, have, been named- <laughs> have been named in the 29-man squad, <laughs> along with other Blues uh New new guys: Jason Tutt, Christian Jacks, uh, Matthew Dick, and Liam Jones. Um, and three will come out of that squad before the game. So was, I hope that all the new guys get a run and we get a good look at them. Uh, good to see that um, Christian Jacks had been named because um, he had uh, his own injury concerns um, during the off season. So um, it's a very inexperienced side compared to the Eagles, who are only missing, I think. Um, Nick Knack and um Scott Selwood pretty much and uh, apart from that sort of most of their best side apparently. It will be I can see the like you know, the likes of um uh Cripps, Buckley. I see Menzel named, but he's also in the injured list, so who knows what we're gonna do there. Um some of the rookies, Bradley Walsh he's also in there, Tom Fields. So um, you know, it'll be I I seriously don't expect to win this game, but um what are your expectations from this game? What do you want to see?
2: Clem, and I want to see him kick some ass. So he said before last year, he said that he, he hit someone and he liked it. So that's what I want to see. I know that's not, not what I would normally say, and I don't want him to get suspended or do anything dodgy, but I just want to see some aggression.
1: Now, in, in our intra-club game, um, Clem was a, a bit of a standout, um, very very flashy, did a lot of uh, things to excite the crowd, and um, sort of uh, showed a fair bit of skill up forward. Um, so plus his hardness but also pinpoint delivery which wasn't really the knock on him before that if anything was uh, if there was anything to be critical about uh, from what I was reading pre-draft it was that um, his disposal wasn't you know among the best so that's a bit of a surprise if he's uh, you know weaving through traffic and uh, and hitting pinpoint passes to people so
2: he has lost a lot of weight so from the pictures like he's shed some pounds so that would probably have a lot to do with his nimbleness, but where all of a sudden his pinpoint disposals have come from, I have no idea.
1: So a a tougher version of
2: Jeff Garlick? Maybe. Mm,
0: Let's hope so. I think it's going to be great if we can get to see um, maybe like Nick Graham, Patrick Cripps. um, Was Wiley playing? I think Wiley was named, wasn't he? No. No, he's he's on the interlist. But, um, yeah, see all these young guys line up in the middle at the same time would be really, really cool. Just to see how it goes. That's all right. Yep.
3: Yeah. I I agree with you, Shan. I, I really want to see, um, Cripps and, and Graham start in the middle on, uh, Friday night. I posted it on the boards today, but I think those two are, you know, are going to be cornerstones of our midfield in, in years to come. So just to give them a taste on Friday would be fantastic. So that's what I'm going to be looking for Friday night.
1: Um, the AFL are going to use the NAB Challenge to trial some rule changes. Uh, one of them is the stricter stricter adjudication of the holding the ball rule, and I think that could help us uh, to extent uh, the amount of times we ran down players. You know, over the last couple of years, and uh, not not to be rewarded with a free kick, um, that that really hurt us when they you know they were still sweeping the ball away after we'd gone through all the hard work and and made the tackle. So. Uh, I think that's that's something that might help us.
2: It could work uh, against us too, though, because with all these young people, they're not going to have the experience to make quick decisions. So we might get pinged a fair bit as well. Yeah,
1: yeah but we're going to save about six free kicks a game against us with um, Brock McLean's no longer there. So it's-
2: <laughs> oh, oh, come on!
1: No, 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 no I'm saying. Brock was uh, – he, he got pinned for holding the ball no matter what he did. As long as – if he had it and he
0: was tackled, he was gone. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's
2: yeah, like um, Rowe with deliberate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You just didn't want him playing nearing a boundary, you know. Just just stay in the middle of the park, Rowe. Right?
1: <laughs> um, and a stricter adjudication of the blocking in the marking contest rule. So um, that's probably good for us. We've got, a, we've got some really good contested marks on our side. Um, you know, the Jones-Casbolt um, – uh, Henderson, uh, all very strong, contested marks. So that that's, that probably helps us. Would have killed us years ago when Lance Whitmore was playing because he was an expert blocker. Um, but um, that, that, that's, he had the frame uh, for it. Yeah, yeah, but he got he got pinged, pinged for it a lot too. Remember, it was shepherding. Um, so yeah, and we're also trialling four field umpires. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know that that's the right way to go about it. Yeah. So, it's got to be getting close to the yeah, same I'd number like of like officials
0: that. and players on the ground at the same time now. It's getting out of yeah. control. Um, also,
1: we'll be doing uh, unlimited interchange rotations over the first three weeks of the NAB Challenge, so that's good for the youngsters. Uh, they will get a, a bit of a break, um, and the last week it will go back to normal 120 rotations. While we're just talking about the young guys, man, how about we just... Um, Pick out our, our favourite one or two players, or not our favourite one or two, the ones we have adopted for the year to be our our guys, um, and, um, and offer them encouragement as the year goes on. Who are you looking forward to watching go around the most? Go on, maybe I think I think you, you take either one and we'll uh, we'll pick the rest. Okay, so so, so we'll we'll have we'll, have we'll have five left, five players to choose. That's from. right.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, so, so first of all, I just want to make it clear to everyone that Clem is now my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You can <laughs> all keep your filthy paws away from him because I love him. Look, I could go through honestly all of them because I, you know, I, I do like everyone. But Clem, I think I'm firmly on the Clem bandwagon. Yeah. But I still love Dill and I still love Roe, um, and lots of others. But Clem's my new baby.
1: Fantastic the Clem wagon. All right, H- <laughs> HBF, get it out of the way. We've been dying. You've been dying to talk about him. Oh. I have, I
3: have. I've mentioned him earlier, but Patrick Cripps. Um, I think he's a real um, a clone of um, Job and um, Josh Kennedy. Shed so much weight, uh, looks awesome, and expect him to have a pretty big year this year. So um, he'll be the one I'm watching pretty closely from Friday onwards.
2: Would you call him your bitch?
1: I wouldn't go that far. I no. think H- I uh, think HBF is Cripps's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that you know
2: much what, closer Be keen for that I'll tell you what
1: Cripps is the distributor HBF is the receiver
2: oh.
1: <laughs> oh. Do you have any? Do you have anybody else HBF? Um, look I'll probably keep an eye on um,
3: Skittles as well this year um, I saw him a few times last year for the Jets And really liked what I saw He was a little bit overshadowed by You know a couple of the more highly Fancy guys there with um Laverde and Doug can but you know he can certainly play, so look whether he'll start as early as round one I'm not sure, but I'll try and get to some northern blues games and, and have a look at him. But yeah, probably probably Crips or definitely Crips and I'll I'll keep an eye on Skittles as well.
0: All
1: right,
0: good choices, mate. I, I could have easily chosen those two. Um Shandor. Oh my boy Warnock. No, no, not Warnock. Um <laughs> I <laughs> no, I'm really keen to, uh, and I'm really hoping uh, Kieran Sheehan gets a good run um, in the seniors. I know he's a rookie player, but I think I think he's going to play a bit of seniors, so I'll, I'll call him my boy. I wish I would, could watch him in the VFL a bit more, but being in Radelay doesn't help too much. Um, but yeah, I reckon Kieran Sheehan, I, I'm jumping on his bandwagon and, and taking everyone along with me for the ride. Anyone else? Oh, look, to be honest with you, I'd really love to see great years from Dylan Buckley. I watch him pretty close, and Nick Graham as well. He's a bit of a personal favourite of mine. I reckon he's he's just about ready to physically be have a real big impact um, this year. He looks really good. Get off, Dill <laughs> Yeah, I know I've got to take a I'll take a number for Dillbats.
2: Yeah. Oh
1: look, oh look, I sort of don't like the players that have been criticised before they even had much of a chance. Um, you know, players like. Players like Sam Doherty, I loved last year, and I think he's been getting a raw deal times. People don't rate him as highly as they should. But uh, having said that, it, it was all about the off-season and our trading and drafting, and I particularly want to see Christian Jacks and uh, Blaine Bocorse, the two that are hardest to hmm. pronounce <laughs> for me, um, I, I want to see them shove it right up everybody who's, who's bagged out that trade, who bagged out our first-round selection, I too didn't, you know, wasn't sure about that first round selection, but man, he's got the attributes we need. And, um, and, uh, he showed a glimpse of it in the intra club as well, uh, Bocorst, And, um, and both of them have fantastic disposal, which is what we've been l- lacking. Um, you know, they're, they're quick. Jack can go both ends. He's a swing man. He can, he can, he can mark. Um, got a great boot on him. Uh, I really want to see those two in the side and doing well by
0: the end of the year. Yeah, I think just about everyone will be looking out for them. It's very important, I think, yeah, for them to, to really fire and, and work out. Which, uh,
1: if they do work out, it's only going to make Shane Rogers more pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I think it's uh, time to go around the grounds. So, Around the Grounds is uh, it's sort of a look at the rest of the AFL and the other AFL teams. Yes, we do have a mainboard podcast on big footy, but uh, this is just for the Carlton folk to discuss amongst ourselves um, things that are happening elsewhere. And it's just to appease HPF, who was holding his breath until we let him do it. Um, <laughs> so, HBF, what would you like to talk about Around
3: the Grounds, mate? Gee, let me think. What what could I talk about about other clubs? Well, look, I suppose... <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose there is Essendon that we could have a little chat about. Who? Um yeah, yeah. I, I think they're I think they're officially known on the North Melbourne board as an asterisk now, so <laughs> I think they've they've taken it one step further than us. So I, I would actually encourage anyone who hasn't been on the North Board to actually have a look through their thread. There's some very funny stuff over there. Look it's just it's just this oh, I mean I could spend hours talking about it, but just that it's it's still dragging on and, and that the AFL and between the AFL and Essendon, and they had to, um, you know, do some more behind the, behind door meetings, um, sorry, closed door meetings, um, this late into the NAB or this close to the NAB challenge to see how they were going to field a team. It's just, it's just gone beyond a joke. So, it didn't
2: exactly you know, the quick. Start. Essendon knew about this months ago. Remember months ago, I told you that (coughs) Gillen and all them were having a contingency planning meeting at the place where I worked?
0: Yes, I remember that.
2: Yes. And do you remember that I told you that I saw their minutes? And it was what to do with Essendon. And it said that they were going to raid the VFL and state leagues for players. I didn't think you mentioned that. Yeah. Wow. So, this was known months and months ago, and it's just another example of Essendon pissing in their supporters' pockets so that they, you know, form this close bond, and they all sing Kumbaya and continue to drink the Kool-Aid. They're full of s***. Oh,
0: shit. that's huge. I'm going to be oh, on the so Hot so topic so board
2: tonight. Gozzy, <laughs> maybe dropping bombs.
0: They're
1: full of s***. Is that, is, that, uh, is that on any prohibited list, by the way, shit, um, if they're full of work?
0: Excellent. Um.
2: I think that's a banned um, substance
0: they've, they've gone doctor shopping for that no <laughs>
2: <laughs> they got it off some guy in Mexico really? I, it's, yeah, it's not
0: compounding eating. it's composting oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, gee,
2: I thought I told you guys that but my apologies if I hadn't shared that information no that's a,
1: that's a bombshell
2: well maybe we could have a segment maybe bombshells but that's the only one I've got so we can just keep trotting that out <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. So um they've picked a Sterling list of top up players, I see. <laughs> yes they have, haven't they?
2: They started <laughs> training today and they put a photo on, on Twitter and it's so funny. There's there's a photo of them sitting in like an auditorium. Then they only take up five seats in the front row and James Heard is talking to them and oh my god, it just looks like it looks like a joke. It's ridiculous. Well that's
3: because it is
2: they got Sam Michael as well, who used to play for Brisbane. So um, he's the, the latest one to join the fold. So they've got 10 days to get a game plan and training into them. I
0: was just looking at the article that the, is talking about um, Sam Michael on the AFL website, and the first thing that crossed my mind was, who is Sam Michael? <laughs> I have no idea who he is. Oh, well, good luck to the little bummers. Um, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to for other teams is actually seeing, because a lot of people have pumped up Brisbane and how they've done in the off season, they've now got the midfield to the stars and all this sort of thing. And, Jeez. um, and we, Carlton gets continually talked down as being like a bottom four, if not wooden spoon type club this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. especially on uh, the Bigfooty main board. And, um, we often compared to Brisbane and people saying that, uh, Brisbane are going to just destroy us. We're going to finish much higher. We're not even the same ballpark, that sort of thing. So I'm very keen to see how they're going. Their youngsters go through the NAB Cup and, and whatnot. Yeah, no, good call. Um, it's. I mean, I, I suppose
1: we don't have too much to write home about as far as our, our club's concerned. We've, we have more higher expectations than what we've been showing not showing them late, but um, and until we get the results, then we can't really uh, talk big, but geez, it's. Uh, I think we've been very harshly uh, analysed. Mm. I think so
3: as well. And just go back to Brisbane. I mean, yeah. Look, they may have added to their midfield, but I can't really see anyone they're actually going to kick the footy to. So, unless their midfield's going to kick goals, they're going to. I just think they're going to struggle to kick a winning score this year.
2: The season hasn't started yet. Everybody is an expert during the off season, but let's actually just wait and see what happens.
1: Yeah who's the uh, Who's the team to beat for you guys this
2: year? Oh, I just. I just want to be Richmond round one, and then I'll focus on the rest of the year.
1: I mean, I I mean, I mean, we're talking about premiership favourites here.
0: Who
2: do you oh, think? Oh, them. Oh, I don't even think that far ahead. But probably Port Adelaide.
0: Yeah. I still think Hawks. Yeah, the I, Hawks are going to be just unbelievable this year again. Um, but North, I, I've got as a smokey as well. I reckon North and Hawthorne are going to be the top two teams.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, wow.
2: What? I, honestly. Just saying.
0: I just don't
2: see it. Just, just stay on it. a different
0: podcast, mate. That is bad. <laughs> oh, look, they they're um they've got an older list. Their midfield was very good. They've got they really do have stars all across, like agro players right across the ground, even their their fullbacks to their full forwards and such. And then they, now they've just added to them last year. Is it about north. So yeah, about north. Okay. Right. Oh, come on, tell me you wouldn't take Drew Petrie in a heartbeat if he said, "I want to come no, to Carlton."
2: Well. Um, <laughs> nah, I went to quite a few last belief. year for my sins. North's all right. I'd rather North and Hawthorne, but honestly, I cannot see them finishing top two. Ooh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, let's fight over it.
0: Let's <laughs> fine. It's happening. All
2: right.
0: I'm getting so warmed the top up. Th-
1: the top three will be Hawthorne, Sydney, and Port in no particular order.
2: So I'd say so.
1: I, I I can still, I can see Sydney, uh, you know, there's still got a lot of quality there and I can see them, uh... You know, some of their players are only going to get better, and the likes of Tom Mitchell will come into the side, and you know Isaac Heaney might get a few games, and I think they've bolstered their midfield, and you know, they've lost a couple of older players, but um, you know, you'd have to think that they're going to still be up on that uh, in that top echelon uh, as long as uh, Buddy's getting a kick.
3: I think them losing Malczewski might hurt them a little bit. I mean, he he was a really good distributor, at half-back, so I think the loss of him might be
1: a little bit under estimated to be honest yeah but you know you're still talking flankers so the the types that can be replaced a lot easier than your spine um so uh, i I still think that they'll find a body to fill that spot all right that's enough talking about other teams as if we really give two hoots about them anyway um we might leave it there um it's been a pretty good first podcast back and uh, we'll work out over the coming weeks um, when we're going to do this or a regular night or uh, two nights a week, um, and we'll keep you posted. Uh, if anybody wants to come on the podcast, we are always excited to hear new voices and, um, and new perspectives on things, so don't be scared to head into our player, into our podcast threads and, uh, and let us know you want in. Uh, we'll be happy to accommodate you. Um, so we'll leave it from now. Uh, thank you, Shandog. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, HBF. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Yoko. Uh, Mehdi? <laughs> I'm not Yoko. That's going to stand
2: for this. I am not Yoko. I will split this joint <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. up. The, 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 the name of the podcast this week, week will be I am not Yoko.
0: <laughs> Done.
1: <laughs> All right. Catch you, catch you next week, guys. See you. next Bye. Bye. Bye.